This episode of the Autism Dead podcast is brought to you by Bennett Life. Hey, it's Rob Gorski, and I'm here with my 14-year-old Emmett. And we want to talk to you about this new probiotic, Neurally, that he and I have been taking, I don't know, about two months now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Neurally is a unique probiotic. It's the first of its kind where it actually regulates the happy hormones it, in the gut. That- Dad, let's not bore them with the science stuff. Let's just talk about how it's been affecting me since we've been taking it for the past two months. I have a lot of food sensitivities and I can't usually have like milk or ice cream without getting sick. And so with Neurally, it's been helping with uh, my sensitivities and I've been able to eat ice cream and have milk in my cereal again. It's been helping a lot and I think I'll pass it back to my dad for the rest. Yeah, so I I agree. I mean, I, I've noticed that you you are not having as many issues with lactose related stuff, and I've also noticed that you seem to be just a little more chill, like a little more relaxed, maybe less anxious. Yeah. Okay. So I'm noticing the changes in, and they've been very positive. If you guys want to find out more about Neurally, you can visit BennettLife.com. That's B-E-N-E-D-L-I-F-E.com, or they can find a link in the description below. Perfect. Ooh, good catch, Emmett. Uh, Emmett's over there waving at me to remind me. <laughs> I forgot. If you use a discount code, the Autism Dad, at checkout, you'll save 20% on your first order. Welcome to the Autism Dad podcast. I'm Rob Gorski, and today we are going to have a conversation about helping our kids transition to adulthood. I was going to push this off until after the first of the year, but we've been having these conversations on Facebook, and there's a lot of you out there who are going through this right now. And so I thought that uh, I would share our journey thus far with my oldest, trying to help him navigate the board of DD and, and all of that stuff. And you know maybe it'll help you to kind of learn from some of the mistakes that I've made and just have a better understanding of what you're dealing with as you're going into this so that you can be better prepared and help to ensure that your child gets what they need and they deserve. So before we get started, there's a couple of uh, terms that I want to sort of define for you in case you're unfamiliar with what they are. Okay, so the first one is Board of DD. I'm gonna use that term throughout the show. And that simply means Board of Developmental Disabilities. And they are a local government agency that funds, oversees, coordinates, and sometimes directly provides services and supports for adults and children with developmental disabilities. They will also oversee and assist the service providers that your your kids will work with along the way. I'm also gonna be referring to something called an SSA. And what an SSA is, is a service and support administrator, and they actually work for the County Board of DD. They provide evaluations and act as sort of a main point of coordination for services and support. So they're the people that you're gonna actually work with when you go in for your evaluations. And both of these terms are are universal across the country. You know, there may be some differences here and there, but they essentially mean the same thing and they apply kind of across the board. The next one, however, is local to Ohio, and that's OOD. OOD is just Opportunities for Ohioans with Disabilities, and they are a state-run agency that empowers Ohioans with disabilities through things like employment, disability determination, and help them gain independence. And so these these three terms are going to be used throughout the show, and I just wanted to make sure that we're all on the same page so that you kind of understand what they are in case you don't. Okay, so most of this journey that I've been on publicly when I've been advocating and, and sharing my story and all that stuff, it's all been related to my kids as they were younger, right? And, and helping them through childhood and all that kind of stuff. But now they're teens and I have an adult and it, it sort of shifted that journey into a different direction. And now it's more preparing for adulthood, preparing for life after high school, uh, college or, you know, job training kind of things. And, and then with my oldest, it's, it's transitioning into like an independent living uh, situation. And, that has been very, very challenging. And, and that's what I wanted to kind of talk about today, because I know a lot of you have kind of aged along 
with me on this journey and are in similar circumstances and, and trying to navigate some of these same things. And it can be overwhelming. And in fact, to be completely honest, uh, that's a large part of why it took so long to get this process going because I was just overwhelmed. I didn't know where to start and uh, I dropped the ball. I mean, I did, I dropped the ball and I own that. Um, and you know, now is, is just the time that I kind of pick things up and I, I move forward. I can't change the past, but I can change what we do going forward. I'm very, very lucky because I'm not doing this alone anymore. And, uh, my girlfriend is very knowledgeable in this area because she spent a lot of time working in child development and, uh, has also spent some time at presentations or like events with the arc of Ohio. And so she's learned a lot of, of how to navigate this stuff through kind of educating herself along the way and, and just from past experience. So I'm very grateful that she's willing to climb down into the trenches and help me advocate for Gavin, you know? And, and I really feel like I, I really feel like I couldn't do this without her. And so I, I, I encourage everybody out there. If you have someone in your life who is willing to help you with this, take it and uh, be grateful because not everyone has that kind of help. And so what I kind of wanted to do is just sort of talk about the process that we've gone through thus far. And at least if, if nothing else, it can help point you in the right direction. Probably for the last three or four months, we have been working with the Board of Developmental Disabilities or the Board of DD in our local area. And it's been an interesting journey and, and sometimes frustrating but the more that you understand the process, the easier it is to navigate this. And, and every uh, board of DD is, is is different, right? And, and there's different rules guiding their um, processes and stuff like that. But I just wanted to kind of share what my experience has been. And you know, hopefully it will help someone else out there who's trying to navigate this, maybe avoid some of the pitfalls. So this has been somewhat of a frustrating process. And l- let me explain why. Um, Gavin went through an evaluation uh, like earlier in 2022 and he was ultimately denied. He he did not qualify for services, which sort of dumbfounded everybody that knows him, including his therapists and his, his doctors, everybody who's worked with Gavin forever just could not believe that this didn't go through. And I wasn't present for the first one. And so I, I don't really know exactly what happened, but I also know how Gavin is. And I know that he does not like talking about things that he struggles with. He doesn't like talking about things that he perceives are flaws or weaknesses. And when you're going for this kind of evaluation, all of those challenges need to be on the table, right? We have to be very honest about these things because it's it's not about making him feel bad or making him feel good. It's about making sure that that they know exactly what he needs so that he can get the support and services that he deserves, right? And needs in order to uh, navigate life. You know, the way that it went down the first time was, um, it just didn't, it didn't go well. And Gavin was very kind of argumentative. He didn't like the idea of him not being able to do things. So he kind of denied some things and, uh, was just trying to, he, he, he felt, he felt bad, right? Because he's very proud of all of his accomplishments. And, discussing all the things and all the ways that he struggles is, I mean, like degrading for him in a way. And I totally get it. But in order to go through this process, we have to expose all of that because in order for them to know what he needs, they have to know what his needs are. And so it did not go well the first time. And 
You know, I wasn't entirely sure how to address it afterwards. I, I looked at the appeals process and it just seemed like a dead end. And I was frustrated and overwhelmed. And I just, um, I was on my own at that point. I didn't have any help. And I just, I didn't know what to do or how to handle it. And so we did nothing. One of the things about me uh, that I'm more recently beginning to understand and kind of learning about is uh, the way that my ADHD brain works. And when I get overwhelmed or when I see something that just seems too big or uh, there's too many things and I don't know where to start, I end up doing nothing. I get sort of paralyzed and I accomplish absolutely nothing. And then I beat myself up afterwards, which just sort of makes it all worse than I overthink it. And it's just, it's just a nightmare. And so it's kind of a perfect storm for getting nothing accomplished and then feeling really bad about it for a very long time. And, you know, start to finish, I think it was only a couple of months delay, but ultimately what happened was, you know, I, I sat down, I was talking with my girlfriend about how we should be approaching this and we kicked around some ideas. And ultimately the best approach was to simply run him through the process again and make sure that I'm there to help facilitate things for him. I spent a lot of time trying to figure out how, how do we approach this in a different way? And, you know, talking with my sister who works with people with disabilities or developmental disabilities, talking with my girlfriend who has a lot of experience with uh, child development. And we, we came up with this plan that we really just need to make sure that they have the most accurate information possible. And, and if that means that I, I have to clarify what Gavin is saying to make sure that they understand that it's not as cut and dry as what he's saying, even if that uh, upsets him or hurts his feelings, ultimately it's the right thing to do because we have to give them an accurate picture of, of what he's capable of. And so I, I have a hard time with that because I'm, I just, I hate the idea of making him feel bad, but I sat him down and I talked to him and I explained to him that, you know, Gavin, we have to approach this in a very different way than we did the last time. This isn't about touting all the things that you can do. It's about making them understand that you need help and where you need help. And as good as you're doing and as amazing as you are, you still need help. And, and we need to make sure that they understand that. So when they ask you these questions, you answer them as honestly as you can. And if, if I feel like there's something that needs to be corrected or clarified, I will speak up. I'm not doing that to hurt your feelings. I'm not doing that to make you feel uh, dumb or, or incapable or anything like that, or to take away from everything that you've accomplished. I'm doing it because it's the right thing to do. And we need to make sure that they have an accurate picture so they can get you the help that you need. So we go to this appointment and Gavin is evaluated. We meet with the SSA and she talks about what the process is like and kind of what we got to do. And she talked about how it's really important that we answer these questions honestly and, and told me that if there was any need to clarify anything that Gavin was saying, if I felt it was inaccurate or not correct, to speak up because we need to know exactly, we need to know what the reality of the situation is so that we can either qualify him or not qualify him, right? Based on what he actually needs. And so, you know, Gavin did really well. He did get frustrated a bunch of times because he doesn't like not being able to answer things. But uh, I think that actually helped because they got to see that he does struggle in, in a lot of ways. But I had to clarify probably 60, maybe 70% of what he, he said because they would ask him questions like, you know, can you use the stove? And he's like, yeah, I use the stove all the time. And I had to, I had to speak up and say, Gavin, you know, yes, you use the stove, but you're supervised right? You're not allowed to do it by yourself. We, we have to, someone has to be there to make sure that it's safe. Um, 
And he, he acknowledged, yeah, that's, that's true. You do have to, I don't, I don't do it by myself. And, you know, sometimes I forget to leave, to turn the stove off, or sometimes I've left things on the stove and they've melted or, you know, it just, it just, it helped him to kind of open up without feeling like he was being degraded or, or like, I don't know, torn down. He's very proud of everything that he's accomplished. And, and, and talking about what he needs help with is very hard for him. It, it hurts him. And, and I get it. Uh, as the evaluation was coming to a close, she was telling us about like what the next steps were based on whether he was approved or not. And there, there's two paths to take. One, if he's approved, we go one direction. If he's not, we go a different direction. And so she explained sort of what the processes were and what our options were. And we had to kind of chart this out while we were there. So it was a lot of information. Then it was like a 10-day waiting period to find out whether he was approved. And ultimately, he was. Uh, and so there was another meeting set up. This time it was myself, Gavin, and my girlfriend were there. We went through another evaluation process with two other SSAs. And, and this is kind of when things started to turn just a little bit where, where it became frustrating for us, uh, because we were, we were given incorrect information or inaccurate information. And so there was some confusion when we got there as to why one of the SSAs were there. And it was just, um, it was, it was a little bit uh, concerning just because you, you, you feel like, uh, with that level of confusion, it's just, it's just concerning about, you know, am I getting accurate information? Is this right? Is this wrong? How do I know? Like, how can I verify this? How can I, I need to make sure that this is like legit, like we're, we're getting the right information. And, and so we went through this process, you know, she was asking questions that I would never have thought to ask and really kind of not backing down too. And, and, and uh, oh, it was amazing. It was really amazing to watch. And it was so helpful. We discovered things that I probably would not have discovered had her, had she not been there. Um, but we, we went down this path of a particular program that they thought was perfect for Gavin. And, uh, it would basically end up with him having a guaranteed job. So we got the application process going for that. And, and we discussed that Gavin wanted to get his GED uh, because he never finished high school. And they said, we can do that, but we can just, let's just put that off for right now. And then let's explore this other program. And so we walked out of that feeling really good. Gavin was feeling really good and empowered. And, and we thought all this stuff was great. And then uh, I get a call from my girlfriend later on that evening, and she'd been going through the paperwork and found out that he doesn't even qualify for this program because he doesn't have a GED. And the GED is an, an absolute requirement for this, uh, for him to go down this path. And so that was really frustrating. And so we clarified that with the SSA and then it took a couple of days for them to figure out what was going on and then come back and be like, you know what? You're right. He can't do that. He doesn't have uh, a GED. So we have to go down this other path. And, and so then I had to tell Gavin that, you know, we're not able to do this right now, which then upset him and made him feel really bad. And so it just, it was unnecessary and it was frustrating and it was, it was, it, it should not have happened. Uh, I'm not saying it wasn't malicious or purposefully done. It was just there was just a disconnect. And, and I, and I would just think that when you're in a position like that, and it's something as obvious as whether or not a GED is required, uh, you would know that kind of stuff. So you're not building somebody up only to have to tear them down. And so that, that didn't sit very well. And I ended up speaking with a supervisor to get some clarification on things. And then ultimately, you know, they apologized and, and we moved on, but we approached it differently. And so there was a third meeting that was set up and it was with another SSA. And so Gavin, myself, and my girlfriend were there. And this time, 
she was fact checking them in real time. And so we were getting information and she was pulling up the website and making sure what we were being told was accurate. And there were several times where what we were being told was outdated information. And even the pamphlets that they were giving us were from like 2014 and seriously out of date and, and not, they don't match up with what's on the website. And so if you don't know to verify or check this stuff, you're just going to accept what you're being told. And that's really kind of scary because, uh, as a result of her fact checking in real time, we were able to chart a path forward for Gavin that we would not have done otherwise. And so how many people are missing opportunities because they're just, they're just accepting what they were told. And again, I'm I'm not saying that this is being done maliciously, but there is, um, there is some issues with communicating accurate information. And, and I don't know why that is. Uh, but it is very frustrating. I hear it from people all over the country, right? It's, it's sort of like you hear about going into IEP meetings where it's just, you know, you, you have to really fight for the things that you need and you have to verify and prove and get documentation. And you just have to do that same thing with this. And so once, once we understood that, once I understood that it, it became a process that, that is more easier to navigate. And so now we're at a place where we have a path charted forward for Gavin, uh, it's sort of delayed because of the holidays, but he is going to be touring day services uh, in the very near future. And we have a meeting with OOD at the end of December, to, uh, which is Opportunities for Ohioans with Disabilities. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to plan out job training for him so that he can uh, learn a trade or, or get some experience and then get a job so that he can start to support himself and uh, you know, ultimately move out, whether it's a new group home or, or maybe he gets an apartment in some kind of like supervised setting, uh, you know, whatever makes him happy, whatever he's capable of doing. And so we have a plan now and it, it just, I just, I just wish that I had approached this. I wish I had known what I know now. And I'm so grateful to have had the help that I have because, uh, it would not have gone as well had she not been there. And it's so amazing. And I'm so grateful to have somebody, you know, in the trenches advocating for Gavin with me. Like that's, it's so powerful. And, and, and it just, so, so I guess, I guess the lesson here is educate yourself, make sure that you're checking what the information that you're getting, fact check them in real time, question them and, and, and ask for documentation to get it documented, have, bring somebody with you who can advocate with you, right? Don't, don't do this by yourself and you're allowed to do that. So I, I think Overall, it's a positive experience because it's ultimately going to be a positive outcome for Gavin. But there were stumbling blocks along the way that were very frustrating. And I think that they can be avoided knowing what I know now. So I really hope that this helps. I will update you guys as to how the process is going once we actually go through and select day services and he starts with OOD and starts getting some job training. And, uh, you know, we're doing social groups and, and stuff like that. Gavin's life his adult life is just beginning and he's going to build whatever he needs to build, whatever he wants to build to make him happy with his life. And that's all I care about. I want him to be safe, healthy, and happy. And, and I feel like we're on the path to finally accomplish that. And, uh, it just, it feels really good. And, and I feel like we're ending the year on a high and we're beginning the new year on a high and, and it's going to continue on as, as Gavin continues to move forward with his life. So, uh, I know so many of you out there are, are trying to go through this now, or, or you even maybe have teenagers and you're just starting to think about this. So plan ahead, 
get the information like beforehand so that you're not learning this stuff at the last minute, like I did. And, 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 and build a village, build a support group, have people who have some experience, take somebody with you who is going to help you where you need help. If you want, uh, jump on my Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash the autism dad. We're having discussions about this stuff all the time. You can learn from, from my experience and from other people's experiences, and maybe you can help someone with the information and knowledge that you have, and you can definitely probably learn something from somebody else. So, uh, totally free. Love to have you. Also, I'm really excited to share that right after the first of the year, we're launching a brand new podcast called Special Needs Ohio, where we are going to focus on the special needs community within the state of Ohio, uh, my home state, my home community. And we're going to highlight resources and organizations, and we're going to talk to families, and we're going to have special interest stories, and we're going to talk with places like like the County Board of DD and help uh, navigate that system and uh, just provide education and resources, hope and comfort. And uh, like I said, right after the first of the year, there'll be more information to come on that. I'm just, I'm really, really excited to get this going. You guys can find more information about all of the things that I'm doing here with the Autism Dad at theautismdad.com. And all my social links are there. You can reach out and contact me directly through the website if you'd like. Uh, I'm so grateful that you guys take the time to tune in every week and I really appreciate you. I hope you have a fantastic weekend and we will talk soon. Thanks. Bye.